All right, hey everybody, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm Duke Lamastra, I'm your host, and I'm so grateful that you clicked to listen to this week's episode. This is episode number 75, and we're going to talk this week about something that I haven't uh, talked about specifically on this show in a while, but I want to spend a little bit of time just with some practical sort of tips and advice for praying for the sick. And, and really specifically, I want to share something that was sort of a game changer for me in terms of my mentality and the way that I approached uh, ministering to the sick, praying for the sick, and believing God for miracles. I, um, going back several years, probably 2012, 2013, that's where I really started to develop more of a hunger and a passion, just a desire to be used by God in this area of praying for the sick and really starting to feel like, okay, this is something that that I'm called to. This is something that's a, a really big part of who I am and, and my ministry and stuff like that. Now, up to that point, and I was already, uh, 2012, I'd already been uh, in full-time ministry for a few years, but up to that point, I believed in healing. I believed in the working of miracles. I would pray for people regularly to be healed. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and it's what we did. When somebody was sick, when we had an issue, we would pray. We would pray for the sick. We would lay hands. We would anoint with oil. You know, we believed in all that. We believed in going to the elders of the church and standing together, agreeing together in prayer. We believed in, you know, praying until something happened, you know, praying until something shifted. We believed in all that. And it was good and it was great. And, and even at the beginning years of my ministry, I believed in it. I would pray for people. I'd lay my hands on the sick and just really believe God for breakthrough and miracles and stuff like that. And here's the deal. <laughs> I saw, I didn't see that many miracles, to be honest with you. It's, I, it's not that I didn't see any, but it was pretty rare actually for me to lay my hands and to, on somebody and pray for them and to see a miracle take place at least instantaneously in that moment. And just going back several years, 2012, 2013, I really started to grow. Like this, this passion within me, this desire within me to be used by God in that area just really started to grow. And I remember writing, just beginning to write back in probably 2012. And I never thought of myself as a writer. At this point, I've, I've written a couple of books and I've got a few more that are sort of incubating right now. But I never really thought about that before, prior to 2012. I never really saw myself writing, never really thought about it. But I just began to write. <laughs> I just started to write. I had some concepts going through my head, some ideas running through my head, specifically about healing, about working of miracles, and about being used of the Lord in that area for ministering to other people. And I had ideas in my head, and I started to write. And the interesting thing is... I was writing about stuff that I had never yet experienced personally up to that point, but I knew that it was true. I knew that it was what the Lord was saying to me. And so part of what I started to write in that season actually uh, ended up making its way into the first book that I wrote, Simple Power. Started, I just started to write and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't realize that I was writing a book. I was just writing. And as I'm writing, I began to realize, hold on a second, I've been ministering to the sick, I've been praying for people, I've been laying my hands, I've been doing all this stuff, but I've been doing it as a spectator. I, you know, I, I've been doing it as somebody just kind of spectating. So, you know, and I would do it with faith. I would pray with faith. I would pray with boldness. I would pray bold prayers and make declarations, you know. I would 
pray for somebody. I'd be looking at somebody who's, who, who couldn't see. So I'm praying for blind eyes to open and I'd be praying. And as I'm praying, I would just be asking God to open those blind eyes and I would be doing it with expectation. Like I would have my eyes open, looking at the person's face, looking at their eyes and just expecting to see the breakthrough happen in front of me. I would expect it. But here's the thing. I didn't see very many miracles. And what I understood one day as I was writing back in 2012 or 2013, I'm writing and I realized I've been doing this from the perspective of a spectator instead of somebody who's actively a participant and part of the process. And my thinking on this really started to shift um, when I started to, to read and kind of study on this uh, one story in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, this story of Peter and John when uh, they prayed for this man, this this uh, paralytic man, this man who had been, the Bible says, lame from the womb. So his entire life he could not walk. And he was sitting in front of or laying in front of this the, the temple gate. And he was out there day after day just begging alms or you know panhandling, asking for money. And he was out there doing that. And Peter and John walked up to him one day and he's there asking for money and they approach the man and Peter makes this statement that has really just, it's eaten me alive personally and it's really caused me to explore some things that I'd never really thought were possible. And actually when I make a, a certain kind of a statement to you, for a few of you listening to this, it may come across as even like blasphemous <laughs> or has taken this too far, but just hear me out because once I say some things, I'm going to clean it up and make sure that it, that it makes sense, at least, at least I hope. So Peter says to this man, uh, this is the Duke LaMastra translation, um, hey, I don't have any money for you, but here's what I do have. And he, and literally the Bible says, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, I give to you. And then he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that he extends his hand. He picks the man up and he lifts him off the ground. And then strength comes into the guy's feet, legs, ankles. Strength comes into body parts that he's never been able to use throughout his entire life. And he begins to just walk and leap and praise the Lord. It's an amazing thing, an amazing miracle that took place. But I want to focus on what Peter said. Peter's like, I don't have money for you, but here's what I have. Peter was aware in that moment. And his statement, you know, could sound arrogant if we're not careful. But he wasn't being arrogant. Peter in that moment was, he was just aware of the fact that he carried something. He was aware of the fact that he carried the very presence of the Messiah, the very presence of Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth with him, and therefore he carried his authority with him. And so Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, he's like, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What's he saying? He's like, all this authority has been given to me, so you go forth in my name. Because here's the deal. Jesus lives on the inside of you. Jesus lives on the inside of me. He's with us. He's in us. His presence is with us. We carry him. We carry his presence with us as we go throughout life. 
And so Peter was aware of this. And so Peter didn't say, well, let's, uh, let, come on, John, let's see if, if uh, we can pray for this man and we'll see if God heals him. That wasn't the mindset. The, that's a spectator mindset. All right. The mindset was not that of a spectator. The mindset was, I have this. I have access to the presence of Jesus. I have access to his power. It's actually something that I carry because he lives on the inside of me. Because I've been born again, because I've been born from above, I carry the presence of the Holy One, the perfect one, the one whose will it is to break into people's lives and to bring peace and healing and breakthrough right? I carry him with me. And so this is something that I have access to right now. So in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And so a shifting took place in my mind where no longer would I go into situations and just ask God and believe God to do something miraculous. No, where I actually began to see, hold on, I actually have an authority and I have a privilege and I have a responsibility that when there is somebody in front of me, when there's a sick person in front of me, when there's a person in front of me that needs some kind of a miracle in their life, whether it's the breaking of poverty or it's the, the healing for a relationship or whatever it might be, that I actually have the authority that you as a believer, you have the authority to stand in agreement with the will of the Father and to declare and to release breakthrough, healing, victory, health, whatever it's needed into that situation. So here's the key. The key is standing in agreement with the will of God. Because when we stand into agreement with the will of God, we're no longer spectators, but we are active participants in establishing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Here's the deal. Jesus never told his disciples, go into this city and pray for the sick. No, he didn't do that. It would have been a lot easier for me to wrap my brain around this stuff if that's what Jesus said. If he was like, pray for the sick, pray for the leper to be cleansed, pray for the dead to be raised, pray that the demons would come out of people. Like, no, but that, that would make more sense to my mind because I get it. Believe me, I get it you and I do not have the power to work miracles. Like there is nothing in Duke Lamastra that that sick person needs. There is nothing in Duke Lamastra that that person, I don't have anything to offer that, to offer anybody. I don't. It's not about me. It's all about him. But God in his perfection, God in his all-knowingness and all-powerfulness and all-presentness, God in his absolute sovereignty and divinity has chosen to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Like he's chosen to use people like you and me that I, I don't know about you, but I don't have it all together. I don't have all this stuff figured out. I don't have perfect theology. I don't. I've got issues. Yeah, I've got problems. I'm not perfect. But he chooses to use people, not that are perfect, but that are just willing, willing to step out in faith and boldness, willing to step out in obedience. He just wants to use anybody who's willing. <laughs> he wants to use anybody who's willing. This isn't about being a pastor or a prophet. This isn't about, you know, having some kind of big ministry or a social media following. 
This isn't about how old you are or rich or how much money you have. That's the same thing. <laughs> this isn't about where you come from. It's not about how long you've been saved even. Like you could be saved. You can get saved today and go out and pray for someone to be healed and see them get healed. This isn't, this isn't about hierarchies or anything like that. We are all equal in the sight of God. We're equal in the sight of God. He wants to use anybody who's willing. And so Peter recognizes, I don't have this, but I do have this. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. See, when we know the will of God, and there's a few things, probably several things, but there's a few things that we know about the will of God. It is the will of God that we walk in divine health. It is the will of God that we prosper in all things, in all areas of life. It's the will of God to redeem our lives from destruction, to redeem our situation. It's, it's the will of God that we walk in wholeness and power and victory. And so if you're encountering somebody who's got a broken leg or who's in a wheelchair or who has COVID or who has cancer or diabetes or whatever the situation is, just know it is the will of God for that person to be made whole. It is. It is. You don't have to sit there and be like, Father, if it be thy will, please. Like, that's not the way that we pray when we want to see miracles take place. Listen, you have authority to stand in that situation and to put a draw upon, put a demand upon the power of God that you carry. So think of yourself like a conduit. Think of yourself like this connection point that you get to walk around and extend your hand to people that need God and extend your other hand to the source, to God himself. And you have the privilege of, of being this walking conduit for the power of God to flow through. And it's not about how good you feel today. It's not. You may not feel it at all. You might, you might go into a situation where you see some uh, somebody that needs a touch from heaven and you might not feel like you're super full of power or you're super full of faith, but you are, <laughs> you are. And again, it's not about you. Again, you know, sometimes I wish that I, that, that, that Jesus spoke in a, in a way that made more sense with my brain. Like if he said things that were more possible, but he wasn't into that. He wasn't into giving possible commands. He was into commanding us to do the impossible. So Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, he didn't say pray for the sick. He didn't say pray that the lep, he said Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, raise, well, I mixed up that order, but heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. He, he's not telling them like, pray that it might be so, or go into a situation and pray, Father, if it be thy will, like, let's just stop praying those kinds of prayers. Now, there are times where we might not know the will of God, but Jesus gave us, he wrote this blank check in Matthew chapter 10, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And he says, as you have freely received or freely you have received, so freely give. Hold on a second. I've received. So that positions me to be able to give what I've received. What have I received? I've received salvation. I have eternal life. Awesome. 
But salvation also includes wholeness. It includes wealth. It includes prosperity. It includes general well-being. It includes security. It includes divine health. It includes healing. It includes all of those things. The fullness of what Jesus came to establish for us and to secure for us through his death and through his resurrection, we've received it. As you have freely received, so freely give. Yeah, God, but I don't have, I don't have anything to give. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why it's impossible. But that's why I've commanded you to do it. Because when Jesus gives the command to do the impossible, that which was impossible instantly becomes possible. Because the moment that God speaks it, the moment that God declares it, the moment that God gives you that authority to go forward and to do something that's impossible for you, it just became possible by the simple fact that Jesus said to do it. We, we get the privilege of giving out checks that are not drawn on our bank account. You know, if it was drawn on my bank account, nobody would get healed ever. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, but it's not drawn on my bank account. He's given us access to his presence and to his power so that we can go into situations and we can drop off checks. We can deliver miracles to people so that we can be that conduit through which his power flows so that we can be a part of the process. Like God actually wants you to be a part of the process. He wants to use you to change the world around you. He wants to use you to establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So I think, I know I need to continually shift my mindset in this area. I know that I need to remember, I need to remind myself of these things, you know, time and time again, because there's times where I'm looking at a situation and I'm like, man, that's just impossible. And if I get caught up in the impossibility of it, then I'm going to be focused on the impossibility of it. And I'm not going to have the boldness to step out in faith in that situation. But if we recognize, hold on a second, hold on a second. Like I get that this is impossible, but I can have that attitude like Peter and John where seeing an impossible situation, they weren't just like, all right, well, we don't have anything that we could do for you today. No, they recognized, hold on, we can actually draw from the source of healing, the source of divine health, the source of power, and we can make commands and we can make declarations. Let me just give you one practical thing as I get ready to end this. When you're praying for somebody who's sick or who needs a miracle in their life, I just want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. Don't just sit there and passively pray for the will of God to be done recognize the authority that you go into every situation with. Recognize the fact, be reminded of the fact that you are in Christ and that Christ is in you so that there is a reality of heaven on the inside of you so that you are in this world, but you're not of this world, right? As Jesus said in John chapter 17, you are in this world, meaning that you have contact points with people. You have influence with people. You have opportunity to minister to people all around you. But you are of, you actually belong to his world. And his world is living and active on the inside of you so that when you go into a situation, you're actually carrying 
his presence. You're carrying his power. You're carrying heaven with you so that you can go into situations and be a part of this process of God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in this situation, in my neighbor's household, in my finances, in this person's life who's dealing with this sickness or illness or whatever, and your kingdom come to that situation on earth as it is in heaven. And so it's not this passive spectator kind of thing. It's going into situations, recognizing that, you know what? I'm not praying, asking God to do something. I'm coming from a standpoint where my position is actually established in the heavenly realm. And so I'm declaring from heaven to earth, eyes open in Jesus name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's specific declarations and commands. And when you begin to shift your thinking, your mindset from that of a spectator to that of an actipent, Activant, an active participant in establishing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And you begin to declare in the authority that he's given you, authority over demons, authority over disease, authority over poverty, and recognizing what God is doing, recognizing what the will of the Father is, and stepping into that situation with boldness and declaring that his kingdom come his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, just to kind of finish up where I started here, because I, I might have gotten off track a little bit, but when I made that shift in my in my mind, in, in my mind, like I'm talking on a practical level here, mentality. When I made that shift in my mentality from I'm going to pray so that God does something, and I shifted it into uh, a subtle change, but to, okay, God, <laughs> Based on what you've given me, based on the authority that you've given to me and that I carry, I'm going to declare that this be so, that this miracle take place now in Jesus' name. It's not putting the pressure or the weight on me. It's still putting the demand on the power of God, but it's recognizing that it flows through me as I stand in agreement with what the Father is doing. So when we recognize the heart of the God that we serve, when we recognize the heart of our Father, His heart for people, His desire to see people healed and restored and walking in victory, when we recognize that and we recognize the fact that He's called us and that we have the authority to take His presence and His power into impossible situations and through the declarations of our mouth and through simple obedience that we get to be the conduit for his power to flow through, to bring transformation to the world around us. It's an incredible life. It's an incredible adventure with Jesus. I, I, I want to encourage you and remind you that God wants to use you. He wants to work through you. And so, I just want to, I just feel like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or not, but I just feel like I want to give you permission to not be, not do the spectator ministry thing, but to do the participant ministry thing. Where again, it's not about you. It's not that you have the power. It's not about any of that. But it is about the fact that because you are in union with Christ and because he lives on the inside of you and because he's given you his authority, that you have the authority you have the privilege. You have the God-given ability and the right as a child of God 
to walk into impossible situations in partnership with the heart of God, with in accordance with the will of God, and to make declaration, to speak into people's lives, to speak into situations, and to see the kingdom of God established here on the earth as it is in heaven. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that that was encouraging to you. If it was, if you would just share this with one or two people that come to your mind that you think could benefit from hearing this as well, it'll help to make sure that more people uh, get to hear this weekly podcast. But I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Thanks so much. Have an awesome week, and I'll be back with you next time.